Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people. Your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. Welcome to Marin Costello Radio. We have a very special guest on the show today, a dear friend of mine and of our producer, Joey Q. Um, Brittany Castro is a certified financial planner and the founder and CEO of Financially Wise Inc., a Los Angeles-based financial education and media company with a mission to teach the art of managing finances in a thoughtful and proactive way. Since 2013, Financially Wise Inc. has offered services ranging from fee-only financial and investment planning, online money courses, financial wellness workshops, speaking engagements, and brand partnerships alike. Brittany is also a go-to resource for national media outlets such as CNN, CNBC, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and CBS, just to name a few. Brittany was also elected one of the 40 under 40 by Investment News as one of the 22 women to watch and ranked as a top 100 influential financial advisor on Investopedia. I'm so, I'm such a proud friend right now. You're such a big deal. Okay. Away from the office, you can also find Brittany meditating, traveling, exploring, and of course, dancing. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I mean, I knew you when. What a privilege and honor to say I knew you when. What an impressive resume. Yeah, and you helped me get my style game going, my jewelry game. <laughs> I mean, always here to bling out my peeps, you know? So you and I met each other when we were in our adult lives. We were both kind of launching our businesses. Um, but yeah. one thing that I like to do on the show is kind of take people, kind of give the breath of human that we're interviewing. So I'm actually curious, what was little Brittany like? Yeah. Um, you know, probably kind of similar, fun, bubbly, always like down for adventure. I grew up with three brothers. So I think naturally you just learn to like play and hang and do a lot of activities. Um, so I was kind of always that like girl around the guys laughing, like kind of helping them with their wild ideas and adventures. Um, but yeah, I think of a lot of the similarities I have personality wise, I, I, I feel grateful because I feel like I'm one of those people that has been able to maintain a lot of those like youthful energies of being playful and fun and, and always down for adventure. Um, but yeah, I think I was just like a, a cool kid. What do you, what <laughs> do you think? I mean, you're a cool adult too. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't think you ever lost the coolness. Um, what do you think helped you foster that sense of adventure? Yeah, you know, I think for me in my adult years, um, just doing a lot of meditation and work on myself has been the key. Like, uh, you know, to obviously be a responsible human adult, but not forget like the adventure and, and life is just playground and we could create our lives and do things. And it's not always easy. I mean, you know, it's scary sometimes, like really scary. But I think that sense of adventure, when I don't have it, I don't fully feel like myself. And I don't feel like, um, I don't know, I just have this really good discipline, I guess, to say, okay, what do I need to do to get back into that kind of adventure space? Because life is too precious. And I don't want to just be like, want, want, you know, like blah, 
Um, so I, I just like to change it up. Like I'm a big say yes kind of person. Like when people invite me to places, I, I like meeting people. I think that kind of naturally opens you to a lot of ways of life, keeps you in that adventure mindset um, of trying new things. Um, but I do think it's like a, a practice. Like you kind of have to get into it. And then once you're into it, then you feel energetic. And then if you kind of like, you know, last year, given the year we had, you know, a lot of us had to go like simplify and not have that kind of like outgoing energy. And that's okay too. But I think once you get in it, you kind of see like, oh, this is like a full, full life. You know, this is the way to go. Like I actually, when I do fun things and I have more energy for my work and I'm more creative and I'm more motivated, you know, and if I don't do those things and I'm like, oh, I don't want to work today, you know, so it's, it's such an interesting circle. Totally. You use the term working on yourself and that's definitely something that I'm familiar with and it's very LA, it's very woo woo to say, oh, I'm working on myself. What does that mean for you? I think, well, through my spiritual like practice, I just, with the meditation, I practice a lot of mindfulness and awareness and working on myself for me means, okay, if I'm feeling stuck or if I'm getting triggered by life, you know, um, what do I need to do within myself to like heal it, process it, not fall back into these old concepts or habits? Um, so becoming aware of my process and my habits is key, <laughs> um, uh, to working on myself and then being able to get feedback from others, even feedback from life, you know, like, Hey, you're doing something and it's not working. There's, there's something to like, kind of look at like, well, why isn't it working? Is it timing? Is it, I'm doing something wrong? I need to maybe enhance, uh, or find another creative way. So I think it's just this evolution of how do I constantly uh, feel my best and work on myself so that I am this light, youthful, playful person um, in this crazy world that we live in. How does that practice pull into your business and how you run your business? Well, you can't be a victim, you know, I think that's number one and it's, you know, I can easily fall into victim mode like a lot of people, but I mean, for the most part, I don't because it's like, well, I chose to create this business. I chose to have this lifestyle. And if this is like the challenge or obstacle of my day or week or month right now, then I got to figure out a way because it was my choice. So I think a lot of times in my business, I feel like it is that taking ownership and getting the power back. So then you find a way you find a solution because as you know, being a business owner, you're like, I mean, in life in general, you're constantly getting knocked down and you have to get back up and you know, you're like, what's the thing of today, you know? Um, so for me, I've even learned to just have a lot more fun with it. Like don't take it so seriously, but that's just come with time and experience and I probably age. When do you think you've truly learned that lesson? It wasn't like later in my professional career for me. It was later for you? For me, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think probably it took me five years of running a business to kind of figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think it is still like a work in progress. Like anytime you're 
in your business, you kind of have to look at, okay, what's going on? How do I create? How do I bring the energy? Like even recently, I've, I felt like I, I didn't have that same kind of oomph energy, you know, for my work. And it had been like a few months and I felt like I was, you know, tr working on these proposals and contracts and nothing was happening. And I was feeling frustrated. Okay. Nothing's moving right now. And it's like, okay, well, don't get frustrated and like, be like, whatever keep the energy like, great, what can I do to make this happen, solidify, and then maybe spend time somewhere else. Maybe this just needs to like do its own thing and I need to Brew a little bit. Yeah, put my energy somewhere else. You know, that's like all you can do. It's like plant the seeds, nurture the seeds. And if they're not time to grow yet, that's okay. But then like go somewhere else. So then you're, don't, you're not just like frustrated all the time. So I think it's just always a practice. I do want to get into your business because I'm so fascinated by it. But first, when do you think was your first exposure, your first memory of finance? And similarly, what was your first exposure and memory of entrepreneurship? Yeah, finance is kind of funny because I never grew, like none of us grew up like with an education around money, you know, but I do remember as a kid, I was pretty like organized and I, and I actually loved, I had this a fake cash register and checkbook and I loved writing checks. <laughs> Amazing. Like, that was like fun for me. I would go to this grocery store with my mom and like write a fake check from my checkbook, you know? Um, so I always remember having like a lot of fun with like that kind of aspect. And then my grandfather growing up owned a baseball card and coin shop. So as uh, kids during the summer, we'd go there and I would like work the cash register like, I don't know, I'm sure they were monitoring me, but <laughs> like the idea of this transaction and business and talking to people was really fun for me. Um, so I think like money and finance was always kind of there as an interest, but I, obviously I didn't even know until I just took the job after college, what a financial advisor was like, you know, I think that's a good thing too. It wasn't like I even knew I wanted to have this business and you just keep taking steps. And then one day you're like, oh, I have a business. Totally. Um, entrepreneur is kind of interesting because I felt like the word entrepreneur was like a sexy word that I didn't learn until probably like years into running a business. I always knew I was like, I just want to have a business. But then like this word entrepreneur started to become like sexy. And I was like, what is that? I, re I really was like, what's an entrepreneur? I don't know if I'm an entrepreneur. I just knew I had a business. Um, but it's funny because I think through social media and like our time of like starting a business and kind of growing it, it, it became like this hot trend topic. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Um, but as you know, it, it is also about just having a business. You know? <laughs> um, what are the, what do you think the non-sexy for you? What are the non-sexy aspects of being a quote entrepreneur? I mean, the constant hustle and like maintaining all the aspects of it. Um, it's not sexy all the time. You know? <laughs> like you work late, you do all the things. Um, you know, the struggle of even like, I, I don't know, for me, it's like even just maintaining and I'm in finance, by the way, but like, <laughs> like the CPA and paying your taxes and then like paying the, if you have people who work for you and then like getting your own money. I mean, it's like so much that you have to do. I, taxes really annoy me. And it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Because I'm like, oh, every time there's a payroll tax or social security tax or federal tax or this tax. I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, <laughs> but 
part of the part of it. It's part of the grind. I ask that because you and I both have very beautiful audience facing brands. I mean, I just looked at your website and your social media. I mean, everything that you do, I mean, you're stunning first of all, but everything that you touch is fit like aesthetically beautiful. So I asked that because one could maybe get pulled in by the beauty of your brand and go, Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. But there is a beast behind it that you do have to manage. And you know, a lot of things that you need to say that you have to say no to. I think that you definitely have been an inspiration to me for a long time. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I see you as someone who, I mean, balances, I have a love-hate relationship with the word balance because I don't know if one could ever be truly balanced, but I look at you as someone who has a rhythm, like a very healthy rhythm of like loving on yourself and loving on what you do. And so that's just a little aside of being like, you are forever an inspiration to me. And definitely someone that I look to is like, oh, that's someone who who knows a little bit more about self-care than I do. I mean, I'm definitely leaning into it more now, but would, yeah. But you just I mean, I think it's most when I learned about your meditation practice and when I actually got to see that in your life, that really was inspirational to me. I would love to st- talk about how maybe that transformed your life. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're so of sweet. Course. Like your brand is just stunning. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Yeah. So meditation was interesting. It kind of came to me at the time that I started the company, not knowingly, right? Um, I had just ended this long-term relationship, was living alone in LA for like the first time living the single woman lifestyle. And I had this brilliant idea. Why don't I just start a company? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was like going through a heartbreak, living alone for the first time and starting a company. Um, and anyway, I met friends, Jessica, you know, and she was like, oh, you should come to this meditation retreat. And I was always like into self-care or um, personal growth and self-improvement. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I can't. I'm busy. Like I just started this company. Like, um, and anyway, she kept like just mentioning it. And then eventually I went and it was just like, I think for me, you know, when it fits, it fits. Like it was just what was needed in my life, what resonated in my life and it it actually um i think is what has allowed me to live this um life that i have now because like yeah it started at the same time in my company so i couldn't have like written the script better um but i think it was just poetic how it taught me a lot about like the self-care self-awareness it's not all about the business not all about the money like don't get lost like enjoy a wonderful life but don't get lost in like the struggle or the stress or even the the good things right like you know and i could see how um without that kind of grounding energy um you can get lost like you know there's many entrepreneurs we you know we know of who like get lost in it um either the money or like the the pleasures or vice versa or it's just too stressful and they can't do it anymore so it really helped me stay centered and grounded and to this day it's been like my saving grace honestly just the awareness and teachings do you meditate daily yes Mm -hmm. I'm not always like perfect, but I I do. I do. That's amazing. Do you have a particular AM or PM schedule that you stick to? Not as much anymore. I think with like last year of COVID, I mean, we all kind of like 
you know, got rid of a lot of rules, a lot of structure. Um, but yeah, I tend to be like a person who likes to get up. I have a dog, like work out, meditate, walk the dog, and then, you know, start my day. Um, it's definitely not like, I don't know, like every day I wake up at 5 a.m. I'm not that kind of person. Um, I think I tried to be that person, but then you just like learn, especially as a woman, I think you just learn, like, I love how you said rhythm, like your own rhythm of life. And some days I'm like, you know what, like Thursdays, for example, I tend to keep it more open um, to give me more space just for personal life or appointments or podcast interviews. Like breathe a little bit, you know, um, and that's important because I think for me, I mean, especially it's like, yeah, I could grind, 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 but it's actually not productive. Like I will just burn out and it's not healthy to do that. So I've learned throughout the years how to take care of myself with the schedule and AM, PM routines. So Thursday is your like open day. What does the rest of your week look like, including weekends? It's different. I mean, like usually Tuesday, Wednesday, and Fridays are usually a lot of the hustle. Like when I'm really focused at work, Monday and Thursdays tend to be more like open, personal planning kind of thing, but it's not like permanently structured that way. I'm very flexible and flowy. And then weekends are very social. I have a very um, full social life. Um, Obviously last year it was more simplified, but you know, a lot of whatever, social gatherings, friends, family, weekend trips, you know, dancing, trying to live a full life. I love that. What does your team look like? Actually, right now it's very small. It's me and my social media manager. So um, I don't know if you know this, but I for eight years around the company and I was doing individual financial planning and speaking and brand partnerships. And that was kind of my vision to do both. And then eventually just do the speaking and brand partnerships full time. So last year I transitioned and sold the client book of business, part of my business. Um, So now another firm handles all of that. Like we still have a referral relationship, but that freed up a lot of energy and time for me, which was always part of the plan. Um, and when that happened, I didn't need like the assistant, the financial planner. Um, I mean, I always had the social media person. So for the past year, it's literally just been me and the social media person, because now my work is mainly just working with brands and companies as more or less a consultant spokesperson, creating content for them, creating my own content. Um, so it's been great. I mean, I, I think, um, you kind of go through ebbs and flows as a business owner, but having no one on payroll is like amazing. (laughs) I'm really enjoying it. So I'm very, very hesitant to even like, I'm like, well, if things do pick up, uh, hiring someone again will be like the the last thing I want to do. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's such a huge step. Did you know when you, when you started your company, did you know that you wanted to sell that portion? That was always the plan. Yeah, it was always a plan to get the um, speaking and media partnerships full time. I think I didn't know it in the beginning, but um, I, I knew like I wanted to build a client book of business and, and like sell it or merge or something. Um, And it just took, it took the time, you know, it took me eight years to, do it. Um, 
But, you know, because I had, and before that I worked, you know, at other companies. So I've had a lot of years of working with clients one-on-one. So that's how I'm able to get these partnerships with brands um, because they love that I'm a CFP who actually worked with clients. It's not just like an influencer, you know? Right. Um, so it's actually kind of a cool niche I created for myself. Um, but yeah, I felt like I've done it for 15 years, helping people one-on-one and it was a blessing to me. I felt like I was in these individuals' lives so intimately, but I knew like I was, I was feeling like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I was like, I need to move on because I'm not um, as devoted as I once was to these individuals. And, and it's also nice to kind of reinvent yourself and your career over the years. I love that. Um, well, I have to say, I think of you every month because you and I worked together. I mean, how long ago was it? I don't even know. I was trying to think. Five like, years? Yeah, five or three? I don't know. Five years? I mean, I up my mind. I don't know what time. I know. Well, more than two. Over, more than two. I, would, I want to say more than three years ago, you and I worked together. And every month, I still get my notification of you. your money's going into your savings account. And I'm like, oh, Brittany Castro. Hey. So I think of you every month. I still have all of the things that we, that we talked hey. about. Yeah. It's, it was so helpful. Um, so this is kind of the next chapter of your company. Do you feel like this is, this is your zone of genius? This is where you want to be? Or do you think that there will be many more chapters? Like, where do you see the business in the future? Who the heck knows? I mean, I think for the next five years, though, I could say, yeah, I want to be just focused on content creation with large companies, like play that part of working with their marketing agency, working with the company and the goals and like kind of being, like I said, the spokesperson more or less creating their content as like the CFP. Um, so I think that's kind of my focus for the next five years. And, and after that, I don't really know. <laughs> when you say creating content, does that mean you are the physical face of their companies and you're teaching them things or is this, um, visuals and, and um, videos that are going on their social? What, what does the word content, because it's such a vast yeah. industry, what does that mean? Yeah, so the partnership deals that I have are, are like, I am the one creating their blog content, video content that goes on their social or website. All of it is education focused, um, talking about personal finance, investing. I also do a lot of the, um, like, for example, media interviews. So like if they need someone to talk to a media outlet about XYZ, I talk about personal finance and then I'll like plug the company. So, and you could use this company to help you do it. So it's, it's interesting because I think I just saw obviously other influencers do this. Um, and then I found the way to do it in finance. I mean, now it's like more and more popular in finance to have these partnerships. But as you know, finance is like the last to <laughs> do anything social media uh, related and all of that. So it's been fun. So I have a few contracts, like few partnerships. And I think like now, last year when I, it was around this time last year that I sold the client part of my company. So I allowed myself like, just take a year and like kind of chill, like maintain the partnerships that I have, but don't like have to hustle. And I really needed that. Like my, my, my being needed to just like chill for a minute. And now I'm like, okay, I could take on more. Like I could get a few more of these kind of deals 
um, I feel like I'm at that time where I'm like not using my talents to their full capacity right now. So I'm like, it's time, it's time to like kick it up a gear. Um, and so it'll be fun. Like it's almost in a way like turning into some sort of agency. Like I am, um, my own agency, if you will, like people are hiring me to help them create their content and work with their marketing teams, which is fun. Specifically to the, through a financial lens. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. And do you have an online course as well? Yes. Yeah, so anyone who's listening, I have two, actually, I have a money class, which is just a six week uh, personal finance curriculum. So you learn a lot of things around budgeting, saving money, mindset, investing, kind of like if we were to take a personal finance class in college, that was the course I was trying to make. So that one, and then I also launched a um, investing specific one, which is also a webinar, you know, online for a week to talk more specifically about investing in the stock market. So like, how do you understand risk, return? How do you build your portfolios? There's a class on crypto. Um, I mean, I think in the last year, obviously everybody is talking about investing, everyone's investing. And so I just was like, okay, I wanna make sure people like are also learning the backbone strategies too, not just the hype that's happening right now because there's a lot of hype, which is great, but a lot of mistakes are being made because people fully don't, people don't fully understand like the rest of the strategy of investing. Totally. How long were you working on your money course before you launched it? I'm curious as to the behind the scenes of creating a course and what that looked like for you. Good question. I think I had the idea for probably a year and I probably worked on it. That first one, maybe like six, nine months before I actually launched it. I launched that one pretty easily. I mean, pretty uh, quickly in my business in 2014. But since then, it's been revamped like twice. So like the money version, class version that I have now, we just did that whole new one last year. I like made it again, like, so it was all fresh. Um, now it's interesting because I, I think just cause I've done it so many times creating things, um, the investing class didn't take me that long at all. Maybe just like a few months. I just put my head down and did it. Also, I think that's part of like growing and you realize it doesn't need to be perfect. You just kind of build what people really need. And I was just teaching these um, Zoom classes on investing. I was like, everyone keeps enrolling in these Zoom classes. So I might as well just package this up and put it on the website. So that's what we did. So Amazing. Do you have any courses in the future that you think you might want to offer or maybe just build out what you have already? I think the ones we have are pretty good for now. I don't have any... Um, desire to do any new ones. However, people, um, other companies have asked me recently to help them build their own courses and like do partnerships that way. So I think that's probably going to be the next like phase of this. Like I've created the ones under financially wise Inc brand, you know, there's a few on my website and then moving forward, I just think I'll just partner with other people, other resources, and maybe create something similar, but under their umbrella, and then have some sort of revenue share partnership. That's amazing. How many um, partners do you have right now? So I work with a few companies. Um, Altruist, Mint um, are my ones right now. I'm working on a few more deals. So 
I guess I just have two consistent ones. And then I was thinking if I get four, that would be nice, like workload, everything. Um, but we'll see, you know how it goes. It's like, we always put a plan in place and then other things come in. <laughs> there's our plan and then there's God's plan. Yeah. And I always say that God has a sense of humor. So <laughs> I swear to God, like, uh, you know, so those are like the consistent long-term, like year plan, uh, your contracts, but then also throughout, you know, the years I get one-off projects of like E-Trade, you know, a lot of financial companies will just hire me to speak at their company or, um, so I do a lot of those, probably like two of those a month just for like random one-off projects, which is nice. If, the, if there were to be someone who wanted to enter into the financial space and create a financial advisory company to sell, how many clients would you recommend that they get? Or what, what, at what point would you recommend that they sell? It's a good question. There's different ways of running a financial advisory business. So if you're like fee only like I was, um, you probably need to get a, hand, a lot of clients on a monthly retainer to package it and like sell it to a buyer. If you manage assets and take a percentage of assets under management, then you want to get to a percent, like a certain uh, asset level. Um, because like what they're buying is like your recurring revenue. So anytime you want to, and this is just for finance, every business is different, but in finance, if you want to sell your practice or client book of business, you have to show them recurring revenue. Like what is the recurring revenue from these clients? So I don't know if it's like a certain amount because like people build small practices and then they could sell them and people build large ones and they could sell them. It's just depending upon like, I guess, what kind of exit strategy you want. Amazing. How, in the beginning, how did you clientele your, your clients? I know that's a different process of, of getting brand promotion. So I do want to get into that as well, but how did you start out with getting your clients and maintaining those clients? Yeah. A lot of workshops, a lot of networking. Um, yeah, I just networked like crazy to be honest. I mean, so, and then I started the marketing online and social media that was like in 2010. It was, I started to do a lot of that in 2013 was when I really started when I launched my company. Um, but yeah, good old meeting people, telling people what you do, speaking at companies, doing little workshops, um, spreading the word, you know? Um, so now I think it's, if people want to get clients, it's like a little bit of both, right? Like we have to network online and network in real life. Um, and sometimes it changes where your focus is, you know, last year we all had to just network online. Now we have some opportunity to network in real life and connect with people and talk to people. And I, I'm one of these people like you, like we just talk and things happen, like opportunities come, whether they become a client or they invite you to speak at their company or like you get a brand connection. Um, so I'm never like, I'm going to go in here and get a client. I hate that kind of like pressure, um, which is funny because that's the kind of mentality I learned when I first started in this career, as I'm sure a lot of people learn like sales, cold calls, but that's not how we do business anymore. Like 2021 business is all about relationships and connections and authenticity. Um, so... Well, I think it's always been about that, but now people have the luxury of the internet, the luxury of choice of seeing a greater market where they have the opportunity to say, 
oh, I want to work with Brittany because of X, Y, and Z, as opposed to this is the financial planner in my immediate area. Right. You know, there is this, there is this, this privilege of choice that we have now. Yeah, I, yeah, that's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Do you have an agent or an agency? Like you just got all of these amazing press opportunities on your own. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If you create content consistently, which I have been for like 10 years, the internet will bring people to your door. I swear to God, I've, every time I think, I mean, I have like for short terms throughout the years, um, maybe like once or twice hired a person to help me, but it didn't really help. Do you know? I mean, it helped, but I was like, well, I'm getting these requests my organically. So I don't know. Like it was just always so hard for me to justify. Um, but I know it works and it was hard. I actually for a long time was looking for an agent, but it was, I never found it. So I was like, well, just keep doing what I'm doing. It'll come naturally, I guess. When you say you've created content consistently for 10 years, how many times a day are you posting? How many times a week? What does that content look like? Well, now it's a little bit different because I work a lot with other companies, but like, let's see, we post mainly on Instagram now. So like five times a week, we're posting the stories. I mean, it's an ebb and flow too, because sometimes all these um, social media sites change their ways. Um, before I was posting a lot on YouTube and creating blogs, um, and like sending an email once a month to my community. Um, I still send an email once a month to the community. We do Instagram mainly. I don't do blogs. Um, but I think, you know, now a lot of my content is just being quoted in like these interviews I do or working with other brands and organically that will boost your SEO. Amazing. Do you have someone that you worked with SEO? Mm -mm. No. Someone let me know. <laughs> I will. That's incredible. I only ask, I mean, there's so many different facets that go into creating a brand and launching a successful company and maintaining it. Right. And to see how you've pivoted throughout the years. I know that that's a, a buzzword now, but it's truly remarkable to see. And and everyone takes a different approach. Some people like live and die by, you know, their PR firm. And some people are like, yeah. no, it's all organic. So it's just really interesting to kind of see the ins and outs of what has worked for you. Yeah. And I mean, I understand too, like I'm a, I, you're absolutely right. Because I think there's different formats. Like I, I always understand that, Hey, if I actually put some money behind SEO or Facebook ads or hiring an agent, I would probably be able to like really get this thing to the next level. But like, I don't know. I just don't have that like full desire to do it. Like I'm kind of okay with how it is. And especially now, cause I'm in this next phase of my career. I'm like, I just like working with other brands, their budgets, let them pay for the SEO. I just want to show up and do my part. Like I, I learned that throughout the years. Like I'm not going to be the businesswoman who does it all under my roof. It just, it wasn't my style. It's too much for me. I'd rather like have my personal life, not be just like hustling 24 seven. So I think this style that I built for myself now of just working with other brands and companies is really great for me. I love that. And I love your transparency. Thank you for yeah. sharing all of that. What do you, what do you see for your brand in the next, 
like for the rest of the year, for the next, you know, couple years? What does that look like for you? Probably a lot of what we're doing now. We've been focused a lot this year on creating um, content around investing in crypto. Um, so I'm actually spent a lot of time in the crypto space, like building relationships and connections. Um, so probably more of that, like getting even a few brand deals with crypto companies. I think it's fun and exciting. Like at, as an entrepreneur, it is so cool to have like this new world <laughs> to play in, you know, cause I feel like the finance world I've done, I've, I know the players, I know the content, I know, but you do this, it in your sleep. Yeah, this whole crypto world, I'm like, oh, it's so complimentary to personal finance. People need to know how to like get navigate it. it. Yeah, navigate it within their overall structure and all these new companies and all these new players. It's it's fun for me. I'm like, ooh. Um, so probably a lot more of that over the next year. Perfect. What do all of your streams of revenue look like? I asked this um, to our interview interviewee yesterday who has a greeting card company and she... Oh. Victoria, she also is a ghostwriter for other greeting card companies, which I thought was really interesting. So I always like to ask our entrepreneurs because it's usually not just what you see at face value. Like there's usually some projects brewing. So I'm curious what all of your streams of revenue look like. Yeah. So the, the ones I've talked about before, like the brand partnerships, like those contracts, um, then the one-off speaking or workshops, right. That I teach. That's another one. The online courses is another one. Um, financial planning referral fees. So because I still have the referral connection, um, that. Um, I think that's really the bulk of them, the four main ones. I mean, we could divide it a little bit further, but no, it's like those main four right now. Amazing. What would you say to someone? What is a healthy amount of streams of revenue that one should have? Well, we all try to strive for the seven streams of revenue. Totally. <laughs> you know, so I think for me, I'm actually starting to do that my own in my own life outside of the business, right? So building more of my investment portfolio. Uh, real estate is actually where I'm like spending the next year of my own personal focus. Amazing. Um, yeah, so we'll see because it doesn't always have to be under the business umbrella. It's just income streams in general. But it takes time. I mean, like, you know, to have four pretty solid income streams, it, it takes time to get it going and build it. And then you still have to nurture them, maintain um, them, maintain them, go back and fix them <laughs> when they're not totally when they're not working. Um, totally. You know, so it's like you just like this, like you keep going and then like you add a fifth one and you're like, OK, as that's going, I still have to maintain these ones. Totally. What are the behind the scenes like apps or programs or platforms that you use to keep your business going? Mm, I mean, we use Slack um, to communicate with all the brands that I have and then my own team. My social media manager uses Later to schedule all the social media. So, you know, we collab on the content. I edit and approve it before, you know, and we try to do it like at least two weeks in advance, if not like for the whole month. Um, trying to think, I mean, like for my own, uh, like I use Infusionsoft, which is like our, our email and contact management system and where my products are, um, per, or I guess merchant account or something. I think that's it for, and Google Calendar, Google, Google Doc. Calendar. 
Amazing. Are there any apps like on your phone that you can't live without? Mm, not really that big of an app girl, to be honest. So I, I'm actually one that like the less apps I have, the better I feel. Like even like there's times where I take social media off my phone and I just am like off. Like right now I don't have any social media on my phone because when they're there, I just look at them. It's like too easy. I was talking about this last night ago. It's funny when Instagram's off your phone and you look at Instagram on your computer on the desktop, it's not the same. It's kind of no. You're like, ew, what is this? But when it's on your phone, you're like, like you can't stop. It's so weird. <laughs> That's my relationship with TikTok right now. I cannot get enough of TikTok. I love TikTok too. Actually, I love TikTok on my phone because I, by the way, some of my brand partnerships, I create TikTok videos for. And I think like once a week, I'll go on a TikTok binge. And aren't they just so appropriate? Like they're so practical to what you're experiencing in life, these videos, I swear. I, I'm t I tell people it is like going to school. I learned so much on TikTok. It's mostly educational for me, at least what my algorithm is feeding me. I yeah, learned so much. Mine is all just hilarious videos about life. <laughs> like, I love that. Like uh, parenting, dating, relationships. <laughs> that is so funny. I love it. What does your monthly email look like that you curate for your community? Because I know that it, I imagine it would have shifted from selling your business. Yeah. Um, what I, does that look like now? It's not that great, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not that consistent. I need to get consistent with it. Maybe I'm going to do that this next six months. But we right now, it's um, more just kind of like a newsletter, like like some media links, like educational resources, like a tip of the month. Um and then we promote a service of the month usually. And they're, they're fun. Like we try to make it like visually cute, like just really simple and a grid, like a tip, some resources, um, the service of the month. But yeah, to be honest, um, it's interesting that you're actually helping me get a little bit more consistent. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll tell you the last six months we've been doing emails, but it's more about promoting the courses I was teaching. I was teaching a lot of these Zoom investing classes. So it was a lot of emails about getting people to enroll in that. But I think now that we're kind of like done with that, the next six months, we'll just get consistent with the email newsletter. Amazing. You mentioned a few times dancing is a big part of your life. Tell us about that. Actually went out last night, salsa dancing. Um, fun. So fun because places are open and I'm like, I don't know, let's go before who knows what's going to happen next. I know. Yeah, I danced in high school and college. So it's always just like a big part of my life. And even last night I went dancing and it, it brings me so much energy and joy. Like this morning I woke up, I was like, yes, let's work, you know, and it was I could have easily been like, I'm tired. I don't want to go dance. But I always know like, no, no, go because you'll get a lot of energy. So yeah, right now I'm just trying to get back into salsa, improve my skills. It's been a, it's been a while. Obviously, a lot of us haven't been able to go out. Um, but it, it is, a, there's an energy of dancing that is just so fun, music and dancing and people enjoying life. I miss it so much. I know. I it so much. We're here. We could go out. I'm learning all I know. around Orange County, LA. Right. But are you a trained dancer? Well, in high school, I was on the dance team. So I know, I know things. I know how to choreograph. I know choreography. But each dance, like salsa, is its own, like, obviously, world, you know. So learning 
salsa um, moves, like I can easily pick up, but I, I need classes to really learn, you know? That's amazing. Well, I just adore you. I'm so grateful that you, so grateful that you joined the, joined the list of our roster. It's so, always so refreshing to speak to you because you approach finance in such a confident, calm, grounded standpoint. And it seems, at least for me being your client, you know, many years ago, now I love finance, but working with you really made me feel comfortable with it. And I think that at least in a world of, you know, female entrepreneurs and being a woman, that's not necessarily talked as much about um, the finance side of, of life and of business. And so I'm just grateful for the work that you do and just thank you for the goodness that you put out into the world. Thank you for having me. I love that you asked me to be on here and I'm so happy to hear all the things you're doing. And I have to tell you one more thing. Tell me. When we worked together um, in the style capacity, I don't even remember when this was, but I just remember you were like, you need like some good designer handbags. And I was like, yes, one day I'm going to buy myself some good designer handbags. Well, last year I bought myself some good designer handbags. And I always think about you. I'm like, finally, I have like these really great bags to add to my outfits. That's amazing. So I'm this is one of my streams of revenue that many people might not know about, but I do like personal styling and, you know, closet revamps um, and purging on the side. So, and when I say on the side, it's obviously jewelry is forward facing and consulting now is forward facing, but um, it was such a pleasure to work with you. So fun to work with you. You really helped me a lot and I have to get back on your site and order some of your new, new jewelry. I was scoping it out. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks. We've, uh, we've come up with a lot of great stuff that we're really proud of and everything is now hypoallergenic and water resistant and sustainable. And yeah, we've worked really hard to, to really up the, up the quality. The quality has always been great, but now it's like spectacular. Oh my God. So cool. Amazing. Thank you. How can we support you and where can we find you, Brittany? Everyone could come to financiallywiseinc.com, look over the money class, the investing class. If you want a financial planner, you could schedule a consult call. And then definitely just follow me on Instagram, Brittany Castro, for lots of tips and videos and maybe a little behind the scenes of my life. (laughs) Love it. Well, I adore you. And thank you so much for coming on the show. And we will be in touch very soon. Yes, sounds good. Have a great day. Likewise. That was so much fun. A huge thank you to Brittany for all of her wisdom and knowledge. Another thank you to our hosts at Dash Radio and our producers at Island City Media Group. If you want to listen to this show again, you can find all of our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Remember to leave a review so we can continue bringing you the content and guests that you love. Lastly, you can find me offline on Instagram at Marin Costello and Marin Costello Radio. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful weekend and we will see you next week. You thought you broke my heart, girl. You thought you leave me crying. Nice to see you trying. Ooh, yeah. Try to make it obvious that you're in love with him. You telling all our friends. You find a better man. See you with a smile when you're with them and I'm in town You pull them closer when I'm around Thinking it get me down, yeah On that day, you said you wanna leave 
Nice to see you trying, ooh, yeah. 